0: Hello, and welcome to the AndWise podcast. We are delighted to have you here spending some time with us. AndWise is a technology platform that aims to empower medical students, trainees, and early career physicians to navigate the complex financial journey that we all find ourselves on as we aim to help others. Thanks for joining us. Cheers. Welcome to the AndWise podcast. I am Varun Verma. Today's episode will be a little different. We're doing a solo episode with just myself. I'm going to be talking about physician money mistakes. I've been out of residency since 2012 when I finished internal medicine. I've been a hospitalist for most of my career. And private forums, blogs, podcasts are filled with horror stories of physicians being scammed into buying expensive whole life insurance insurance having disability insurance that didn't include own occupation coverage, being steered towards high investment vehicles by financial advisors, and many other countless situations. I see terrible stories about messy divorces, the risks of doing business with family, picking the wrong specialty, or business partners that derail our financial lives. It's hard to admit, but we've all made mistakes. And since I finished residency just over a decade ago, I've had time to reflect on things that I wish I could do. Alas, as Soren Kirkengaard says, life can only be understood backwards, but must be lived forwards. So I guess the number one mistake I always think about that I made is not maximizing my investments in taxed advantage retirement accounts. Now, what do I mean by that? I've always tried to max out my employer-sponsored retirement plans like the 401k or if my employer was a non-profit and, for it and offered a 403B, I invested into those. And uh, most employers offer some sort of match, whether it's 3 to 5% of your annual income. So that's essentially free money. But after I finished residency, I did some locum tenens work. I took some time off to travel. And during the locum tenens work, the short-term assignments, I was paid as an independent contractor. I was given a form 1099 at the end of the year instead of a W-2 form. And essentially, that means that as an independent contractor, you are responsible for paying your own taxes to the government. They're not just automatically, magically taken out for you. So if I had some advanced tax strategy or good planning, I perhaps could have looked into some sort of retirement accounts like a individual 401k plan or solo 401k I could have done a SEP IRA. All of these plans have different benefits. Needless to say, I didn't do any of that and the money just got spent. It would have been much better if I'd put it away in one of those type of plans. So definitely look into one of those things if you have any sort of 1099 side gig income or partnership income. Number two mistake I made was having no student loan repayment strategy. Now, what I mean by that is that In concept, I understood that student loans have an interest rate that compounds over time and I would be responsible for paying that back. However, during the time of being a student and making zero income and then being a resident and earning around $55,000 of income in New York City, I lived in a fifth floor walk up in Manhattan. I just put the loans out of my mind And so my $150,000 student loan balance actually increased during residency because I made one mistake one year. I put my loans into a voluntary forbearance. I thought that I deserved a vacation and I wanted to quote-unquote save more money by not paying back my loans that year and having more money freed up for vacation. But essentially what that caused was in that one year... My student loan balance went up by about $7,000. And it wasn't just that one year, that 7,000 amount now got compounded over the subsequent years. And it took me about nine years to pay off my loans. So that that was a mistake. Some people, depending on their life situation, might qualify for public service loan forgiveness. Other people might choose not to go that route. But either way, you need some sort of student loan repayment strategy. Don't do what I did and treat it as monopoly money. The third thing I did was investing in things that I didn't understand. Many of my colleagues make the mistake of shiny object syndrome. They jump into the next big thing. There's so many posts from colleagues on social media, humble bragging about their successes in real estate, in selling courses, in side gigs, and the list goes on and on. My own story, although I didn't lose the farm on my investment, I do regret that one year I put thousands of dollars into crypto thinking that it would be a buy and hold strategy. But in the end, I really didn't have the stomach for the 50 or 60% drop that ensued, and I ended up selling my position. So it's a good idea to stay away from stuff that we don't understand. I'm not saying there's not a place for crypto in your portfolio should you have the risk tolerance and know what you're investing in. But whether it's crypto or investing in real estate syndication deals where your entire principal's at risk or whatever it is, a new business venture, we just need to be more educated about the things that we invest in. And as the old saying goes, past performance does not guarantee future returns. So the whole point of discussing this is that I hope that as medical students, residents, as physicians, we can be less shy about sharing our own experiences. Because people really only talk about their victories in public. And by talking about some of our failures, some of our learning points, it gives others an opportunity to learn. The fourth thing I wish I had done in the early stages of my career, a residency and shortly afterwards, was having some sort of a budget. On $55,000 a year as a resident, I felt rich. My 350-square-foot fifth-floor walk-up apartment was actually $1,450 per month way back in 2009, and it ate up almost half of my post-tax paycheck. And so... On weekends or whenever I had free time, I felt like I deserved happy hours, eating out, etc. And although it is important to live your life, I think with just a little bit of planning, I could have ended my three years of residency with more than zero dollars in savings. The fifth thing I want to touch upon briefly is that I wish I'd used some of the technology tools that were available earlier in my career. I've been using Mint which has just been announced to be shut down shortly. But much earlier in my career, I did not use anything. I see that some people use YNAB, which is you need a budget. Other people use quick and simplify. Others have found success with Monarch money. And then finally, a whole bunch of people, including myself, use personal capital, which is now in power to track their spending patterns, stay informed about how their money's doing in their investments and then stay on top of their financial goals. It's really great. All of these technology tools offer a really great visualization platform for you to track your net worth, your spending and your retirement accounts. And then the last thing I wanted to touch on briefly was not having a written financial plan. I have improved my personal finance skills as I've gone along in my journey. But I think some other people have done a remarkable job of writing down their exact financial plan about how much money they want to invest each month, what they want to invest in, what they will and will not spend money on, what their goals are for retirement. And the risk of not doing this is that you just have shifting goalposts and As we see with many of our physician colleagues, you can outspend any level of income. Related to having a written financial plan, I think is the exercise of visualization. And perhaps you're one of those people that might benefit from writing in a journal or just writing it down on a piece of paper about what your mission, vision, and values are. It seems that these type of exercises really help to create the reality that our minds imagine for many of us. I wish you the best of luck in your financial journey and please follow us at joinandwise.com where we are building a technology platform and community for medical students, residents, fellows, physicians, where we help you optimize your financial wellness. Until next week, take care. Cheers.